let's talk about sex. One of the things we've talked about in the past, Gina, was the differences between the masculine energy and the feminine energy. Mm-hmm. We how, visit that quite often. Yes, we do, because it's kind of a foundational aspect of sex that masculine and femininity just fit together so well, but they also feed off each other. And so I remember a while back I made a comment about the guys that you need to be kissing your wife every day. And it's not just the goodbye, hello kiss. It's yeah, a, like you kiss your Aunt Maud. It's the, it's the, it's the real good 10-second pull her in close, grab her hair, give her a good proper kiss because that sets the stage for a whole lot more especially when you do it regularly yes it also says i don't see you as another relative as maud unless of course your name is maud and you're listening to us and this is sexy marriage radio so if your name is maud and you're listening to sexy marriage radio how are you doing maud welcome send us an email glad you're here uh, this is Dr. Corey Allen with Gina Paris, where we're having honest conversations about sex and married life and all that that entails, the good, the bad, the problems, the ugly, the sexy, everything. Yes, and I love it when you guys uh, pick up on the show and become regular listeners and give us feedback over there on iTunes. And so I love the lady who said, at last, a marriage about sex for the rest of us. <laughs> I think she could relate to my low desire. There you go. Yeah, show about sex for the rest of us because for the normal people that don't obsess over sex, a lot of what we have going on on iTunes is we are swimming against the stream big time. If you look at the sexuality category, which is where our show obviously is, and so when you can hop on there and leave five star reviews and leave comments, that just helps us climb the charts and spread the message wider and farther that the best sex really is happening in marriage in the bed or the chair or the floor or or somewhere else in the married life world but that's what we really believe is that that's where sex is blessed and sacred and honored and that's what that's what sexy marriage radio is really all about yeah we want to uh, encourage uh, strong sexy marriages that outshine all the BS out there that exactly. makes you think that everyone else is doing it better, having more fun. And the research shows that the best sex lives are with married people. Mm-hmm. And uh, those who are not obsessing over having perfect bodies, who are not just uh, 20 years old looking like movie stars. So that's why we're talking about the real stuff here. Right. And so one of the things that I alluded to at the beginning of our show today was yeah. the idea of husbands, you need to be kissing your wife. And and there's the idea of the 10-second kiss that literally every time I've done this with Pam, at around the five or six second mark, the stress and everything, she just kind of melts into me. You know, because it starts a little rigid sometimes because she's coming in mm-hmm. from work or she's got other things on her mind going on. But when I'll come in and just give her a good kiss towards the last half of it, quarter of it, she just starts to melt. It just really does soften her. And so there's there's merit to pursuing her. There's merit to kissing your spouse. And so we had an email from a listener that said, hey, the French kissing has stopped in my marriage. My husband stopped. 
He, he doesn't do it anymore. And that's what really gets me going is the kissing. And that, I think that's true for a lot of women, isn't it, Gina? That, that sure. kissing is a big component to yeah, sex. I, from what I understand and what I know when we talk about these things, that's really true. In fact, that's one of those things that a lot of prostitutes will do everything but kissing. Right. Because it's so intimate. Because it's the most and personal so thing. There, it's it, it's heartbreaking for this wife to feel like that. She feels pushed away right. when he doesn't want to kiss her, and he's even told her, "Well, I'm not. What do you say? I'm not a French kissing kind of guy, or I'm not really right. a kissing kind of guy. I'm not a French kissing kind of guy, but but I was when we were dating. Exactly. When I, we were dating, it was something I did, and so my reaction when I hear this is, "What? <laughs> Hold on a sec." So it was fine when you were trying to get her, but now that you've got her, it's not fine anymore. So you've lost the idea that she's still a, a woman. She's still somebody to be pursued, somebody to be won over regularly. That Just because she says, I do, doesn't mean she does every time you want. Yeah, this is one of those situations where you wish... Uh, that they both listen to the show because I don't know. Yeah, and maybe they do. I don't know. But one of the – because here's here, – let's just go over here. The, from the emailer, she talks about he doesn't French kiss anymore. Mm -hmm. And so if, if this doesn't necessarily apply to you, add into it whatever it is that your spouse used to do but they won't do anymore. Right. And, and it's a source of contention for you. Right. That he she tries to – she tries to initiate it more. She even has spoke up about it, but he gets offended or he feels upset when it's brought up. And she'll say, hey, what if we try this? Or what if we want this? And so when he, when he kisses, it's, it's more just like the peck now, which is almost like a pushing me away, buying me off, just perfunctory, here, here you go, you know, now let's move on to sex, which... Yeah. Okay. Well, and we don't get if it is moving on to sex or if it's just push or nothing happens. Right, right. But so she says, you know, I've tried to push for more, but he feels offended or I've wanted to bring it up, but I know he'd get upset. So I don't. So to the emailer specifically, if this is something you want, keep bringing it up. If he's offended, tough. Because you have history to prove he can do it. <laughs> you know that and he and he probably even i think even she makes about this that when he when she brings up the idea of i want this or more tongue or more open mouth kissing or whatever he's like well you just don't like my kisses well yeah i don't that's honest <laughs> truth Yes, I've gotten several emails from women who can't stand their husband's kisses for whatever way. Right. One, so I had a reader who was the opposite. She says, man, his mouth is so open and he's slobbering all over my whole face. Yeah, but it's... I want gentler kisses. Okay, because here's this... I'm going to go a little extreme with this, Gina, but oh, to, prove, to prove the point. Because this is something that I've, I picked up early on in my, in my counseling career and in, in my schooling was the idea of confronting hard truths. And one of the ways I came across this was I was reading or I was watching um, a tape of some, of some therapy going on. And in the therapy, there was a couple where the wife had had an affair. Okay, so the, it's big deal going on. And it was a long-term affair. 
And his husband all along throughout the whole marriage was always complaining she doesn't like sex. She doesn't like sex. She won't. She doesn't want to have sex. And then when he finds out she's having an affair and it's very sexually active, he's shattered. Well, why wouldn't you share that with me? Why wouldn't you want to have sex with me? And through the whole therapy process, she actually then came out and said, so I do like sex. I just don't like sex with you. Yeah, that's ouch. That is a huge ouch. But to his credit, in watching this, because this is a real couple. This wasn't just people play acting. They had signed a consent mm -hmm. to let people watch this. To his credit, he owned it and said, I, I can understand it. And he knew beyond a shadow of a doubt, if he wanted to keep his wife, he had to become a better lover. And that's kind of what we're doing with Sexy Marriage Radio, I think, is trying to help people be better lovers. Because yeah. lots of times we sit there and complain about what we're not getting and we don't realize we suck at what we're asking for <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> hmm. Right. We, and that's why we did a whole show last week on owning the part that you exactly. play and what you're co-creating here. So these are hard questions. But we want to know, what don't you like? What's going on? Right. Is, is his energy being used up somewhere else? Right. So along the, same, along the same lines of what we're talking about, to our emailer too, specifically, I'm going to speak straight to you. Are you a good kisser? Are you a good French kisser? Because maybe he doesn't do it anymore because you're not any good at it too. I don't know. And that's hard. But... I don't know. And so that could be some tough conversations and some tough analysis of your life to realize, okay, what do I need to do better? And, and here's something, I, this is something Pam and I have done before that whenever we have milestones in life and we go out and celebrate it for dinner or, you know, get an evening away, we, we try to steer conversations or I do for sure to us. I don't want to talk about kids when we're out. You know, we just celebrate 20 years. And, yes. And so that's a huge deal. And when we go out, I don't want to just, let's just share stories about the kids. Let's talk about fun things. You know, I want to talk about us. I want to talk about what, what's good, what's bad, what's all, that kind of stuff. And that's one of the things is we'll ask each other, what are the things that we do together that are really good? What are the things that I do that you really like? And then at the same time, what are the things that I do that don't really do much for you, that, that you don't like? And that can be relationally, that can be family, that can also be sexually. And those are hard questions sometimes to hear answers to. Because yeah, those don't sound like very celebratory conversations in my mind. Well, but isn't it true that you have to deal with some of the tough things sometimes to really enjoy some of the great things? Yeah, I don't think I'd waste an expensive dinner on it, though. Well, but we don't do real expensive dinners typically. <laughs> we this is just times when we're out, but it's it's times where you're right. When it's a, a when it's a celebratory thing, it usually is a lot more steered towards the. These are the things I really enjoy because that kind of gets us both going. Does Pam like that stuff though? Because Paul hates it when I start speaking coach lingo and stuff. He well. Yeah, but I don't phrase it coach-wise or counselor-wise. I phrase it um, remembering the good times-wise, oh, Rem yeah, remembering go. the great things that we've created and looking at how far we've come. Right. You know, it was, we've, we've even made comments about, man, you remember how we used to do that? Yeah. We were awful. I, I, how did you tolerate that for me? I mean, how did – 
because I'll I'll admit and own fully that the first five years of my marriage, sex was all about me. It was just she was just a receptacle, and that's a harsh way to think of it. But it it really wasn't anything about her. It was just my needs only. And I look back at that and go, man, I I stunk as a as a person as a man. You know, I could get what I wanted, but wow. That wouldn't bring anything for her. So owning that and realizing, I want to be a better lover and learn the power of bringing a woman pleasure. And that's a great thing. Yeah. And it's good to always say what you, what do you appreciate? What you, sometimes we take things for granted, maybe, you know, I've told Paul before, I love that you always smell good. He always, when he. It's important to him, you yeah. know, so he always, you know, when he comes out of the shower or makes a point to get in the shower, I cannot believe how many guys don't do that. He's <laughs> got great teeth and tooth care and right. he, you know, he's got this little pack of little tooth, portable toothbrush things in his car. I borrowed his car the other day and thought, oh, these are awesome. When we got to the baseball game, my son says, you have been chewing on that toothbrush thing the whole half hour. I said, I know, and my teeth feel so shiny and slippery. (laughs) But I appreciate that he takes care of himself and always looks good and smells good. Mm -hmm. So those are things that sometimes people bring up that they don't know how to say to their spouse. Right. You know, I'm, I'm turned off by blank. So right. ask. And and Is sometimes those are, those are best done when you're at lunch together or it's not a subject of like it just happened. Right. And you know, I hate when you do that and you just rejected them. You know, that's not a good time. They're not usually in a good stance to hear that. We we react poorly <laughs> when we're when we're Yeah. Hurt. So if you're at lunch and you can phrase it more like, you know what? I always feel so tingly. When you do blah, 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 blah. Is there something that would make you do it more often? There or you go. just the way that you can express yourself without um, maybe raising the the iron gates of offense. Right. And getting everything shut down. And, and then also realize that it is a process, just like we talk about with everything on this show. Right. That so, so she's saying she wants more French kissing in her marriage. Well... If you get a half a second of French kissing, that should be celebrated because that's, that's a progress. <laughs> that's, a st- that's a step in a direction you want it to go. You know, it, that's a it, – because think about it. We get a lot of times where, well, I want this in marriage. You know, I want, I want more oral sex. I want her to go down on me every time. And then we have like five times where she doesn't, but then once where she does. And well, that wasn't enough because we had five times before where she did it. And, and you just get so it's, it's that uh, deprivation thinking of what they're not doing that you don't realize, okay, wait, this is a, I'm, I'm shifting a continuum here or I'm making small little progress steps. That's the point. So don't miss those things because it is not exactly what you want. Well, keep that goal in mind but realize it's a process. Yeah. And remember the goal is pleasure and connection and intimacy. There's all kinds of ways that you want to grow together uh, and follow that connection and and follow a path that's bringing you together. Yeah. It's not going to be without its uncomfortable moments of conversation or (laughs) confrontation or experience or, 
give and take and pushing and pulling. But if you think of it more like a dance than uh, escape, I think you'll right. do better. Well, think. Of, did you have when you entered into the married world, Gina? Mm -hmm. Did you have the naivete that I did of everything's just going to unfold? beautifully you know it's yeah well it'll be a little awkward and you know when we have sex it's gonna we have to learn some things but man it's gonna be so easy and it, it'll just unf it'll just unfold naturally i don't know i think i was scared to death okay well then, so I so was, it wasn't so naive it was scared yeah but that's what's so weird about our story because the honeymoon everything was so magical and then i didn't lose my sex drive until i don't know when maybe when the pill kicked in or something, it was, so that was extra frustrating. I'm sure okay. to Paul for stuff to go from so good to so frustrating for so long. But think of how we go about when we start a relationship, yeah. we usually have this pie in the sky. It's going to be fine. It'll work it out. Yeah. You know, it'll be easy because at the beginning of a relationship is easy. And then when you reach those tough points, we often have times where through fear or uncertainty or just, flat out lack of courage we won't face it and we just put up with it we just tolerate it we just uh well okay i'll settle for as good as it is and but deep down we're dying inside it's little bits and so being willing to speak up say hey you know french kissing is a great way for me to connect to you and i mm -hmm. want to connect to you so that we can connect in better ways too mm-hmm you know, that's a, that might be a very, very tough thing to say. That might be a really thing that takes a lot of courageousness to just say, hey, you know what? I want to this, or I wish you would this, or this is what I want. Well, say it. Try it out and see what happens, because that's where greatness could be right around the corner. Right. So... It's it. I can already tell for her, it's going to be met with opposition. She's used to that opposition and it's frustrating. And I, I feel her pain, Okay. you know? So what do you do? That's, that was going to be my next question. What do you do when your spouse knows what you want? They don't do it. We did a show on this similar uh, with the, with the love languages. We talked about the love languages, right? right? And when our mate doesn't do what right. we, I don't know. I'm not going to lie. Those things are hurtful. <laughs> they are. <laughs> but my, my best counsel for that one is you don't take it personal. You don't take yeah. it as it's a personal attack of I'm going to withhold this because I know it hurts you. Because if that's really true, right. one of the things you can do is if you think your spouse is withholding something from you because it hurts you, well, then don't then stop acting hurt. And that's, right. that's, that's one good. step that will disprove if that's really there. So, I mean, but that is a whole nother issue then. We've hit into a new category then if all of a sudden Yeah, now, that's mean. We'll do that show. Yeah, well, that's also, that's gridlock kind of stuff. That's the whole, yeah. your spouse, you know each other. You know what each other likes. I mean, with this emailer, he knows she likes French kissing. Yeah, so something's going on. So there's I something think. there, and it's on him. It's on her. I mean, I, I, there's more that needs to be unpacked, and and this is just part of the process of of working through gridlock. But all you can really do when you're coming to gridlock is realize, okay, I'm going to own mine, 
I'm going to own my side of it, and I'm going to that I'm going to keep seeking what I want. I'm going to keep speaking up about what I want, and I'm going to be willing to see what unfolds, without an attachment to any kind of outcome. Yep, it's our attachment that causes the pain. So it's something. <laughs> it's tough, and <laughs> and that's what's so funny because you think about it when we when we were thinking of this show, and we were doing the prep for it. Yeah. I'm think I'm sitting there thinking it's kind of a light show. You know, but I'm going, it makes that, me sad. Not that the subject matter is not important. It is. But it was one of those, but man, this gets deep quick. Isn't it amazing no. how married life, what we deal with and what, what, what frustrates us is really just kind of symptoms of something deeper. And to me, what's deeper is it's a process of development. It's a process yes. and of character all of us, creation. I think, have, I'm sorry, but all of us have such a longing to be fully known and fully loved just like we are for that unconditional yep. uh, grace and acceptance so the more you can give that to yourself the more you can react positively to not getting it or getting at different levels from right. those around you right well let us know how it goes if there's any progress any movement i'd love to know <laughs> how things happen and unfold. And if you've got something else you want to talk about, feel free to email us at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. We'd love to hear from you. The yes, good... we read every email. Yes, we, we know do. we don't answer all of them maybe, but we we do care. And we're glad to hear from you. So we hope you'll visit us also at sexymarriageradio.com. And until next time, have lots more sex. Why not? Bye-bye. <laughs>